You're pretending to be a boy, aren't you? Huh? You're a girl? You didn't notice? Welcome, everybody, to Kingdom Hearts by Hearts, the premier, astounding, wonderful, beautiful, uh, heart-throbbing Kingdom Hearts podcast that you all love to listen to, or at least we love to listen to hear ourselves talk. I'm Kevin. I try to be Marshall. And we are here today to discuss Kingdom Hearts 2 the Land of Dragons chapter. So, we're back into it, baby. It's Disney time. And it's, it's, it's brand new Disney. Yeah. So finally, after months and months and months, we can talk about a new Disney yeah. world. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, uh, Neverland would have been the last one we talked about. Yeah. yeah so that was... That, that would have been the last one. Yeah, that would have been around... At least two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're on episode, I think this is 31 right now, and Neverland was probably around sure 20. Is. So, it's, 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 been, probably. it's been a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but this is this is the Kingdom Hearts bread and butter, the the obligatory Disney stops. <laughs> so, it's going to be a great time. Maybe when they stop retreading everything, we'll start watching stuff again, a.k.a. right now. And also, now you have me contemplating... The other games and what the hell we'll have to consume and not consume. And I'm just going to ignore that right now. It's a little too much. Yeah, it's, it's a real can of worms. Oh, yeah. On that note, you know what that means. We're bringing back the Disney Corner, baby. <laughs> We're dusting it off. Yeah, giving it some uh, a little oil. Catching up the speed. So... In preparation for this episode, we both watched Mulan from 98. 98. But if for any reason you want to skip our Mulan chat and get into the other Mulan chat, where we talk about <laughs> the video game version, uh, you can check out the timestamps in the handy dandy episode description, and you can jump on ahead. But it'll be a fruitful conversation to talk about what was and was not adapted from film to game. That's kind of the, the purpose of these Disney corners here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, overall, Mulan, what did you think of it? Mulan's still real good. That's, that's my two cents. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know. I feel like it's one of those Disney movies where you can kind of count on most people having seen it multiple times, if that makes sense, where, you know, there's always, like, outliers of, like, oh, I've never seen this one, or, eh, that one's just okay, but I feel like Mulan, like, people get it. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! So, yeah, I've seen it a few times, and, yeah, I agree, it's still good. It permeates the cultural zeitgeist, I guess? I don't know. I think it's specifically, um, oh, boy, well, I'm gonna botch it, but <laughs> Sean's Shang? Shang, Yeah. Uh, I think it's his song specifically that everyone knows and loves and oh, thinks about this movie. It's 100% Be a Man. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. How could you forget it? Oh my goodness. Um, I was going to say Make a Man Out of You, but I, guess, I, guess I that's, knew that the that, title that, would be much simpler. Vaguely enough, yeah. It's just, uh, maybe it is Make it. 
Maybe it is make a man ahead of you. It is make uh, a man ahead of you. Know. Yeah, you're, you're right. Okay. I don't know why I said be a man. So, yeah, Mulan's interesting because it's like, it always feels like quote-unquote newer Disney to me. Specifically because it's one of the few Disney movies of like the 90s that I actually remember coming out in theaters. Yeah, this would have been... I remember this as like the first Disney movie I remember. If I was if I was born in 93 mm-hmm. and like my first memories stem from like 3 or 4, it would have been like 96, 97. This is a 98 movie. So this would have been like yep. the first hot button Disney movie probably like yep. uh, of, of our age i should say because we are in fact the same age yeah i um i definitely remember hercules to an extent which i believe was 97 um like i remember the mcdonald's toys and stuff and that was really awesome um but i i remember mulan and specifically i remember the trailer for mulan which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy but it's that shot of her uh, sitting on the dragon statue in the rain, and it's really moody and dramatic, and like, it's like, oh, what is this? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was exciting. And then I, of course, remember the McDonald's toys for this as well. And they were weird because they were like little spinny toys. <laughs> where, like, you had to, um, I guess they were kind of like Beyblades in a I certain sense. Say, they were like yeah. tops. <laughs> I mean, you say spinny toys. I mean, correct, they are tops, but they'll always be Beyblades to yeah. us. <laughs> exactly but yeah you had to like rev it up on the floor by just like dragging it across the floor kind of like like you're striking a matchbox with a match <laughs> almost and then that like creates some sort of wild centripetal force that like powers the universe i don't know really what's going on in these tiny plastic toys but the science could, is just beyond me we could power the earth for millions of years if we just use the uh the top toys from the late 90s and early 2000s yeah, the the landfill where all the Mulan toys have been discarded. That's <laughs> that's the the solution to the global energy crisis. Hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, then they would just spin. I was like, okay, this is kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the movie itself, it good. So as we alluded to, uh, make a man out of you, classic. But um, yeah, all the other songs are great. Um, <laughs> Why don't you just pull up the title track instead of us just fiddling around and making fools of ourselves? <laughs> Mulan Tide. I mean, I'm 90% sure the like main song's called Reflection. <laughs> I want to say yes. <laughs> Which I believe, I want to say Mariah covered it in the credits. Perhaps. And if not, it, it is sounded refle- a lot it is, like It is her. Reflection, 100%. I remember because it's a song Ooh. that plays... Over the credits. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. That one's classic. Um, it, it, what's, it, what's the opening number? I believe it is Honor Us All. It's the first yes. song, yes. You'll bring honor to us, you'll bring honor, honor to us, us, you'll bring honor, honor to us, us all. Yeah. Classic, classic. And then Girl Worth Fighting For, yeah, no. Like, honestly, like, yes. oh my God. 100% I, across I, the board. I forgot that was in here, and oh, <laughs> Yet the only uh, really, girl really who like loves him is his mother. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Reflection, just to throw it out there, Reflection was covered by Christina Aguilera, not Mariah uh, But okay. still, like, like, damn. That's, that's, that's some top shelf right there. 
Yeah. Mariah Carey covers the song that plays at, in the Beauty and the Beast credits, which... Yes. <laughs> stay tuned. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all the songs are great, so firing all cylinders in that department. Art style's great. It's kind of got that Eastern Asian influence, specifically with, like, <laughs> the smoke effects. <laughs> oh, yes. The smoke effects are wonderful. They're very much like the Wind Waker bomb smoke effects, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is to say, awesome. A hundred percent, yeah. Um, I quick question. This, this, I quick question, quick answer. I'm not entirely sure. There, Mulan has a very distinct style. Like we go back and we look at, well, we're gonna watch Beauty and the Beast next. Uh, I for some reason I default to Little Mermaid. I think when we talked when, t- when we first visited Atlantic and we talked about. Little Mermaid being, I think, the start of the Disney Renaissance. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I am welcome to be corrected by anybody. That's correct. But they, yes. yeah, they all they all share they all share an aesthetic. Whereas I'm like, yeah, Mulan kind of stands out. There's not another movie in the in the Disney vaults kind of like it that follows this this influence. I guess besides literally Mulan two, which exists unfortunately, it's... just to remind everybody. Ooh. That uh, nothing is sacred. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Hercules kind of has a similar art style, which is to say Mulan kind of borrowed it from it because Hercules came first. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still different, but... And I think we talked about this during our Hercules review. Like, it's very noticeably, like, contemporary, I guess, where it's, it's just more stylized yeah. as opposed to, like, yeah, the classic Disney... Style, yeah, which to, they're pretty interchangeable. Yeah, thinking of like the muses and especially Megara. Yeah, exactly. Like no one has like a yep. very none of the main cast have like the typical here's a character like a uh, framework that most of them have. Like Herc, I guess Herc now as because we're going to watch Beauty and the Beast for next episode. I'm like Gaston is probably similar, but similar in just a sense of like big big mind, big muscle. Not in terms of yep. like anything else, but yeah, they all exactly. They're, they're all yeah, they're all they actually have a a style to them, which I don't know. It, it it helps anything stand out more. So give us that shit. Yeah, and then in terms of characters, um, I mean, obviously Mulan is Bay, strong female character, but like actually, and um, her voice actress, I forget her name. It's like Ming Ming Na Ming Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. She she does another character that's like very distinct. I want to say is it is it Homegirl from Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within? It is. <laughs> oh oh! You jumped to the Spirits Within. <laughs> you beat me to the punch, did you, sir? <laughs> oh boy. It and here I thought comes, this episode could run smoothly. Here it all <laughs> comes full circle. You can't avoid it. One Dr. Aki <laughs> Ross, ladies and gentlemen. Uh! Oh boy. <laughs> but uh yeah, she does a great job performing as Mulan. But um I don't know if it's necessarily a flaw, but, like, one area that I wish the movie just did a little better with is just the rest of the characters aren't too memorable, because I feel like they don't get enough screen time. So, like, the boys, right? So, Ling, 
Chinpo and uh, Yao. Uh, Yao. Yao, because I was making a joke in my head that, oh, Yao like Yaoi, but the other one should have been named Yaoi, because he's the one with the Yaoi hands. <laughs> <laughs> Continue um, with the regular schedule program. <laughs> like, the three of them are great, but I feel like they don't really bond with Mulan enough, which, I mean, it kind of makes sense, because, you know, she's Ping for most of the time, but, like, because, you know, they come back in the end to kind of help her out, but it's True, like, yeah. it feels like it just wasn't quite earned because they didn't really have a lot of like bonding scenes because the whole training period is just covered in that one montage, you know, yeah, with the song. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the, the part of the con of, um, I'll make a man interview is literally all of what would be the meat and potatoes of it. It covers like three weeks of like training together. So the only high yeah. we see are them going up the mountain to meet with the rest of the army uh, defeating yep, exactly. Airports the Huns and then the final act. So Yeah, like really, yeah, that's just like the main set piece in terms of what the army actually does like as a unit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah, I mean we kind of covered this in a lot of these movies where yeah, they end up feeling a lot shorter. So like Hercules definitely has this problem. Um so yeah, it just feels like it kind of moves along a little too fast. Like we get Mulan and her deal, and her arc is great, but yeah, like the rest of the characters kind of get shafted. So that's a little disappointing. But I will say, uh, Mushu is best animal sidekick hands down. I do enjoy Mushu. I cannot deny that. Dragon, dragon. I don't do that tongue thing. <laughs> Mushu is an entire mood. Most of the the gifts and memes you see from Mulan do come from most of Mushu's scenes, which I very much appreciate. Because they, yeah. they started to hit, probably like 10 minutes in, and I was like, oh yeah, we're going to get in for a wild ride. And so I remembered all of the catchphrases yeah. and all of the trailer moments, and how they have, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess I would say evolved is the, the correct term over the past, what, 20 years? 23 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mushu's great, and <laughs> does the cricket even have a name, or is it just Lucky Cricket? It's Cricky. Cricky, 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 cricky. What's the name cricky. of the horse? That they only oh, say that's a in great the... trivia question. <laughs> yes, they said it once. I was like, oh, is that the horse's name? Yes, yeah. Because uh, Mushu, Mushu calls him heifer and cow. Like he makes a cow joke yeah. early on, which is where dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow comes from. But yes, <laughs> literally, literally, they avoid saying the horse's name until Mulan, at, until the climax, and then she goes back to her village and she says, "Come on." Con to the horse. Con? Con. Uh, yeah, I had to say, for the horse, probably weakest Disney horse. It's <laughs> just not a lot to work with there. As opposed look, to something like look. a Pegasus or a Maximus. I was or... about to say, we've, we've Maximus is peak Disney horse, so unfortunately, everybody <laughs> else falls to the wayside. I guess there's a horse in Beauty and the Beast, but I don't know that... It was necessarily meant to be a character, whereas Khan is very much center screen for a lot he, of the yeah, action. Oh, God, he, can we talk about how... And the the avalanche scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, how thank you. How three men thank managed you. to he pull up to an entire-ass oh. horse and two people. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's like, why is the horse there? Like, this would have made so much more sense if it was just the two of them, so... Yeah, that was annoying, and all this to say, like, I feel like the horse 
did not need to be there for most of the movie. Like, honestly, it was just there for that dramatic shot where she busts out of the gate in the rain and the mud and he's like whinnying and then she she gallops forward to her destiny and after that, yeah, yeah. the horses eh. <laughs> there are definitely a few scenes where Khan does not need to be there, but he just exists. So I think the avalanche yeah. is the is definitely the culmination of that. Of excuse yeah. me, sir, what are you doing here? Please go home. Yeah, literally dead weight. <laughs> full ass gets caught in this avalanche. And this horse would not survive in this avalanche. Let's be real. Yeah. That's not how avalanches work. <laughs> and then I guess the last major character to talk about is another probably the biggest flaw of the movie actually, and that is of course uh Sean Yu, the villain. Who does not hold a cannon to any Disney villain? He may be one of the worst we've seen so far. <laughs> I wouldn't say worse. Well, who would who would you put under him for like the movies we've discussed so far? The movies we discussed so far. Hmm. Well, we kind of started late. We didn't even watch a funny thing. Just look looking at Mulan. Uh, Tarzan is the movie that came after this, and I'm like, haha! Don't have to watch that movie anymore. Yay! Um. I'd say the Queen of... Oh, I wouldn't even classify the Queen of Hearts as a villain, really. Like what? Yeah, exactly. I think I do like Sean Yu. He is straightforward. There is no complexity to the character, which doesn't make it a bad him a bad character. It There's just nothing hidden behind the curtain. Like, uh, so I was like, okay, because, spoiler alert, not really. In, in Land of Dragons here, he doesn't really have any speaking lines. There is... He has, like, one line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now you bow to me, and that's like that's yeah. like right before the final boss fight, really. So, there, yeah. especially yes, yeah, in Cage too, there is no complexity. He's very straightforward, which I feel like there are villains who try to be complex, and then like the lead up to only fall flat is worse than him. So I feel like he he exists. Uh, one thing I will note, I do like his design, like. Yeah. I'm not sure what exactly the influence is, and I'm pretty sure this man is part vampire because he has like sharp teeth. His mm. he's he's drawn a little differently than everyone else. Like in terms of body type, aside from the other Huns, yeah. I, I would guess he has his eyes are drawn differently, even compared to the other Huns. And he's got elf ears and also long nails. And I guess to be fair, mm. they're the Huns, they're the Mongolians. They're more of a supposed to be more of a I would say barbaric people yeah exactly his, his motivation for invading china is you constructed this great wall that yeah. took that as a challenge <laughs> so here i am and now all of twitter knows you're horny i had to fit that yeah somewhere. he's like he had he has a few moments where he's like kind of jokey but like it just doesn't land so like just my problem with him is he's just not entertaining which is like that's <laughs> the whole point of a disney villain which, yeah, then translates into the game, of course. So I think the game actually colors my perception more than the movie. I would think uh, so, yeah. But we'll get into that. But, um, yeah, Mulan, good movie. Definitely prime candidate for becoming a Disney world. So why don't we slide on in to the game corner but not that one <laughs> the the kingdom hearts corner the the, the main the main attraction the reason the, why you're here. here yes talk about the game version but before that <laughs> uh we have a, a visit from an old friend 
<laughs> Another Say return. It. Say it. Uh, you gotta do a gummy ship mission. I still like the gummy yeah. ship. Uh, so, I mean, it's obviously leagues ahead of KH1's gummy ship. There's, mm-hmm. there's no denying that. Just, like, objectively. <laughs> um, so, yeah, gummy ship Kingdom Hearts 2 is fine. I still pretty much just play it the once, just to get through it. Then we have been blessed because you do not have to wait for a warp gummy. You can just instantly go to the worlds as soon as you unlock them. Mm-hmm. So that's very nice. But yeah, I still just don't like. It's not what I'm here for. So it's like <laughs> an entire subsection of the game that's just like I don't care. And I just, you know, like think about like how much dev resources was put into the Kingdom Hearts three gummy ship. <laughs> I would say a significant amount, actually. Except for three, right? Three? Not two? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. any of them, but, like, three in particular, because that's mm. the most recent, and that's... I would imagine that would probably took the most, because it's, like, open world. So it's just, like, this entire section of the game that most people don't really care about, and it's, like, you probably could have gotten the entire game out a year earlier if you just didn't worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's... That's a whole other discussion. So let's talk about what we do have, which is uh, Star Fox, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's what KH1 gummy ship was, but, like, super slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. As you mentioned, luckily now, the the gummy ship is much, much, much less tedious in that we get to kind of zoom around the over... The, well, the world map, I shouldn't say. The overworld. So, yeah. The world map. Uh, as much as we please... But to get to any world for the first time, any world, any Disney world at least, and then our final, final world will do another gummy ship mission. Uh, there, You have to go yep. through gates. Uh, the gates that are theoretically unlocked, but we go to the world, we find the item, Sora does the thing that's not really a keyhole, but is a keyhole, and says, hey guys, yeah. we have to leave now. Bye! So, yep. luckily, that's the one. Do, do the one. Yeah, like, the presentation, like, everything's all there. Like, it's well made. There's no denying mm. that. So, like, all the levels, well, there are some, like, quote-unquote palette swaps of each other, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the levels usually would only ever repeat themselves once. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, they all look visually distinct. Um, they they don't all have unique soundtracks, but um, there's, like, four or five gummy level songs, which are all pretty good uh we'll get to some real bops in a couple worlds oh yes so yeah that's all good and then yeah in terms of gameplay like yeah it's more involved because they have like the weird scoring system where shiny number flashy flashy gives me that sweet sweet dopamine (laughs) (laughs) um and as soon as you get hit it's like a oh just a stab in the heart like no my precious yep. score. <laughs> always, always be barrel rolling. Yes. A B R. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my question for you is: Do you set it to? I forget the exact settings, but uh, like semi or fully, like automatic between like like shooting off the missiles. Like, do you hold it or do you wait for it to charge? I thank you for reminding me that I need to switch him, but I usually do wait to mm. charge because most of the time I'm yep. going to be dodging left and right and spamming X anyway, and yep, that's not really, at least for my play style, which is to be fair, the only play style I really know, because 
how often do we converse over tea and crumpets about what the proper method of firing off gummy missiles into our enemies is. Um, I yep. think it's easier when, especially because there are some dips and lulls after sh shooty shooty McRudy. And so it'll be like, hey, yep. there's some things coming up, or some, the things that just entered screen, or entered frame. And I'm like, cool, okay, start blasting them, and then I'll take I'll take the controls from here. But yeah, I think they're, mm. I think it's just easier and better, from my perspective, of course, uh, to have the, the lock-ons happen before you start mashing the hell out of the X button. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't understand how to do it on the flip side, where, like, you have to hit X, you hold X to charge, but then it's like, well, when you're holding X, you don't shoot the regular fire... So it's like you have to, like, tap the button to, like, fire regularly, mm. but then, like, you're not using your missiles. It's weird. So, yeah, I, like, immediately change it. I don't understand why that's the default setting. I don't like In it. In my younger days, it was, I mean, basically, if you ever, if, or for some for some FPS players out there, they use the claw, where you put your thumb on the bottom face button, but then move your index finger to the top face button. And that's, growing up, mm. that was basically of, like, one finger on X, one finger on circle, and keep oh, pressing both okay. of them constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'll definitely get you far. So, yeah, got me shit much better. Um, it's also, because, yeah, like I said, like it just keeps you engaged more. So between getting your score up and then when you get, like, I'll just say the shiny uh, Heartless ships. <laughs> yes. Where they're, like, red and then they're really rare. They're gold and they'll give you, like, a really good prize. Like, that's really satisfying. So, like, oh, I gotta get it before it gets away. <laughs> yep. So, and at least... So, at least it doesn't bore me to tears. But, yeah, like I said, <laughs> once I do it once, I'm like, okay, that was fun. We had a good time. We had... We have a nice memory. So, we don't need to dwell on this, you know? <laughs> What's done is done. It's... It has a little, uh, smaller barrier to entry because... The looks at person who's just stuck with uh, the default high wind design for all of KH1. Now, yeah. going around, they will just straight up give you blueprints that you don't have to yes. build or have. Very much need, appreciated. You don't need the necessary gummy ships. Like in KH1, Geppetto would give you blueprints so off ever so often, and destroying heartless ships would give you blueprints. But if you didn't have all the right gummies, well, sir, you better just go home. Whereas now they're like, hey, we don't yep. care what you have. Just take this. It's a better version. And then rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Yeah, exactly. So, again, much, much better than Kingdom Hearts 1's gummy in almost every department. So, like, I get it if you do really like it. Uh, hi! I just... I just want it on the action. So, like, sometimes I actually... I'll just do, like, all the gummy missions in one go, basically, just to get them out of the way. Because, like, <laughs> usually... Like, we, I think we mentioned last episode, like... You'll get worlds in, like, a batch of, like, two or three, so... Mm. Yeah, sometimes I just duo the gummies specifically back-to-back-to-back to back to back just to just to be done with it. Yeah, uh, I think this time I did do the one for the Land of Dragons and then immediately went to Beast, to Beast Castle one. Yep. And less of a, like, I have to do it, more of just, like, I kind of do... I kind of do, do enjoy it. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. <sighs> so, yeah, once the gummy route is open... We can finally visit the world proper, which is the Land of Dragons, which, right off the bat, kind of a weird name. Because <laughs> I feel like dragons aren't really a big part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, name your entire world after. To be fair, Mushu is the greatest character, and he's a dragon, but... He is a dragon. Uh, that's about but, it. But, like, no one really acknowledges him as a dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like there's like this reverence the dragons for dragons. Mushu is a guardian, but 
he's the only alive guardian, active guardian. Yeah, I still don't really understand what his deal is. <laughs> he immediately, that got that one guy got decapitated, so they can't trust him anymore. That's 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 the conflict. But yeah, uh, Land of Dragons because we can't just say China in a in the game. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess let's just dive into it. So. Uh, it opens and shows you Sean Yu, bad guy, go kill him. And then fast forward, fast forward, fast forward to uh, Ping and Mushu looking at the burned village. And Mushu giving Ping slash Milan the pep talk and basically aping the scene where he first meets Mulan, where he does the whole thing, where Cricky's like put on a show of him with, with his shadow against the rock. It's like the exact same thing. So presumably the two of them had just met... But this is another one of the weird, one of those weird cage things where it kind of like mixes up, uh, like the timeline of the movie because the way they talk to each other is very much like they've been traveling for a little while now. Yes. Know, what's your take on that? No, no, I think you're right. It's the well, again, I think we're, I think we're both more familiar with Land of Dragons as opposed to the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> per- perceptions were a little warped at first. So I actually did enjoy yeah, watching yeah. Mulan this time. But yes. So this is Mushu's introduction to Mulan in the film, whereas now it's just, yep. hey, let's recreate this shot, but we have to change the context or else it kind of falls flat. So, yeah, Mushu just decided, yeah. uh, you know, I, I got to be scary and theatrical in this one moment where uh, where some people may stumble onto me. Cough, cough, cough. Mm-hmm. Which cues the gang's knack for very fortuitous encounters where they just immediately land right next to Mulan and they're like, hey, friend. <laughs> and of course, they think Mushu's a monster slash heartless even. And Sora and Donald are like, let's go kill him like we do everything. And Woo! Goofy's like, gosh, maybe we should look before we leap, which... Just another tip of the hats to Goofy being the brains of the operation, which is always a nice little characterization. You know that says something when we say Goofy is the brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely... I don't know, I'm trying to think in Kingdom Hearts 1 if Goofy has many moments where like he's the more insightful one. Because they definitely play him up as being like the dumb one. Oh, definitely. Uh, in the early game when it's just him and Donald, but then when it's the three of them, I'm not sure if he, like, you know, has these sort of level-headed moments. Um, None really he's, come he's, to he's mind. I always say, and I think I literally wrote this sometime in our, in our, K, our KH1 journey, of Goofy is best dad. Goofy kind of has a list. In terms of D&D, which is just welcome to my life, in my eyes, Goofy has very little intelligence but a good amount of wisdom. He's very, I mean, he's, he's best dad. Mm. There are some situations where he's just like, mm, yeah. Yeah. It definitely comes out a lot more in this game for sure. But I feel like the trade-off is they almost dumb down Donald to make up for it. <laughs> uh, it's like, especially in this scene where he's also like, let's go kill it. It's like, Exactly, because Donald. I don't know. Donald is very, in my in my eyes, very akin to like. I mean, he's the Daffy Duck to Mickey Mouse. He's the he's the crafty one, but I can't think of yeah. a crafty moment that Donald has had in the entire Kingdom Hearts series. To be honest, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Um, but yeah, they like put him on Sora's level, and that's like you know 
solo. It's passing dinosaur bones. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, this scene is just kind of doesn't sit right with me from that angle. But yeah, all this to say, this is just the way of introducing them to Mulan. And yeah, they had the whole spiel of, oh, I'm going to join the Chinese army. And they're like, gosh, that sounds fun. We'll enlist with you. <laughs> and then... Let's go to war! Uh, Ping says, it'll be nice to hang out with a bunch of guys like you. And they're like, huh? Oh, gosh, you're pretending to be a boy, aren't you? <laughs> because Goofy got that hindsight. I'm just saying. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they just immediately out-ping for Mulan, which, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense if she's going to be in your party. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, they, they recognize Mushu, mm-hmm. and he kind of vouches for them. But the scene always bothers me, specifically when, after Mulan's revealed, and she's like, you didn't notice? And once again, Sora and Donald kind of being dumbed down to the same level. Nope. They're both like, uh-uh, not me, girl, what's that? <laughs> and then Ping slash Mulan. I'm just going to say Mulan for now. <laughs> just say Mulan. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, Mumu. She says, oh, something like, oh, I think it's working. And then Mushu says, I don't know. Those two would fall for anything. And it's mm-hmm. like, shut up. What do you know? I used you twice in the last game. Like, <laughs> you don't know us. But unfortunately, there is no repertoire. There is no powwow. There is literally just... We used you in combat, hello friend, but for some reason yeah. we're still we're still chummy like that. But it's very interesting. Yeah, exactly. I guess it would have been. I guess in 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 the reverse way, it would have been weird if like we encounter our summons and all, they're the opposite. They're like we don't remember having to do anything with you. So I mean, I definitely. I I don't want them to not remember. <laughs> I just yeah. I just hate how presumptuous Mushu is in the situation. <laughs> it's like we're not close like that, Mushu. Like it's good to see you, but like don't yeah. be coming at us. Well, like I, that, I, bro. I guess that's just Mushu's, Mushu's character in general. So yeah, yeah, I guess. Also, fun fact: uh, that exchange of oh, I think it's working. Working. I don't know. Those two would fall for anything. Uh, that was a clip, and that's. MTV exclusive game yep. play footage that I told you about where like the very first English voice actors were revealed. So another one of those lines where it always sticks out to me. So yeah, they decide to party on up. So we have our first new party member. Woohoo! Yeah, Mulan immediately inserts herself and you cannot rip her out no matter how much you try! Yeah, so this is interesting because... In Kingdom Hearts 1, like, you could change... You were never forced into a party member. Like, you would obviously need certain party members to progress in certain worlds. But, like, you wouldn't be locked into them. Like, you're free to just use Donald Goofy. But here, yeah, like, you have to have Ping in your party. And, yeah, so you have to choose between Donald's really good magic or Goofy's valor form. (laughs) There there we go. (laughs) These are the two genders. (laughs) Do I have a character (laughs) Or do I just have accessibility to Valor form? Which, to be fair, yep. this game is much easier thanks to having the party command in yeah. the battle menu. So we're not relegated to having to swap out dudes at a save point. We can just do it whenever we so desire in the field. And there's a yeah, there's a power totally there's a power that comes with that. Also, I will note because we've we've obviously played on PS2. I played uh, 2.5 on PS3. 
playing 1.5 plus 2.5 on PS4, the load times between going into drive forms and also swapping out party oh God, members yeah. <laughs> is noticeably. I'm used to the goofy. Pause, pause, pause. Come on! Come on! Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just like, Goofy is like, I mean, like, the minute you, Sword doesn't even finish Goofy, Goofy's already on the battlefield stabbing yeah. a dude in the face. So it's... Yeah, no, I remember the dry form lag of like, yeah, changing and then him just hovering in that state and then like kind of like moving the camera around just to like get a look at what's going on there. And it's just like, Flight! all right. And then, yeah. Sword's buffering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never thought of it as, like, a load time thing, but yeah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> I definitely, now that I think about it, in, yeah, in 2.5 for PS3, or was it always PS4? No, it was PS3. Yeah, I remember the the party member swap out still being laggy, but the dry forms were noticeably much quicker. Now it's both, so it is, it's a little whiplash yeah. after playing the PS2 version for the past 15 years, but hey, uh, technology. Yay. Yeah, so, yeah, Ping is joined the fray, and then you can walk around this first room for a little bit, open some chesties, and then you'll notice you have access to a Moogle shop mm-hmm. uh, right by the save point, which is nice, because previously the only shop in the game was in Traverse Town. Um, yep. So, yeah, pretty handy, because it also doubles as a um, synthesis shop, which is very nice. Oh, yes. But and I think... We're not quite ready for that. Yeah. Synthesis is much more active in this game, so I'm all here yeah. for the instant synth- synthesis re- redemptions, so we here. Uh, so, I guess I guess it is a mix between KH1 and something new, where the Moogle shops don't offer everything. Each shop is... I, I'm not sure if they're world distinct, because in those two Moogle shops, there's here and then in the village later on in the chapter. I'm not yep. sure if they sell the same thing. But yeah, the Moogle shops won't offer you everything, whereas if you travel to Radiant Garden, you, uh, sorry, Hollow Bastion, cough, cough, uh, you'll have access to <laughs> Huey, Dewey, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Wedge as like, here you can buy armor and accessories and yada yada. So they do kind of Flutter, I feel like they just change between weapons and accessories, though. I don't. I feel like I've never bought armor in this game, so I probably just made armor. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, we move forward, and then pretty much instantly we <laughs> stumble upon the camp, and yeah, it just it's pretty close to how it uh, all unfolds in the movie, where you get the funny walk from yes. Mulan, and then the, uh, the scuffle. The brawl, the fisty cuffs occur, and yeah, this is another situation where I feel like Donald was just out of character here. I mean, I don't know. Donald's a jerk, so I guess he's pretty aggro, so he would jump into the fight. But let's go. <laughs> I feel like it's very apparent that like they just didn't have enough character models to actually make that fight scene happen, <laughs> like the way it did in the movie. So they're like, we just need everyone. Like Donald, get in on this, and then yeah, Sora, even Sora too. It's like. Like, him, like, fist-fighting is very weird. (laughs) Whose side are you on? I just got slugged! I just got slugged! (laughs) Want some more? (laughs) It's, it's, yeah. It's a bit off-putting. I mean, to be fair, it is also off-putting seeing these, uh... I shouldn't say bright, because Sora's wearing dark clothes now. But these Nomura-ass designs next to the rest of our generic soldier designs... And the fact yeah, one hundred percent. I should say kids, but this kid and these two grown ass adult animals enlisted in the army 
It, it, I mean, it's one of those things where the, our characters are very visually distinct, but they they literally try to blend into the story. Like it's like here's my yeah, OC, and, it, and it, here's where it stands out the most. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, Shane doesn't bat an eye. He's like, all right, you look like good soldiers. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, they do the whole. I mean, yeah, they list. So the next sort of chunk of gameplay is doing missions for Shang. So they basically want to prove that Mulan is a good soldier. And the captain is not so sure about that, but he'll give him a chance. So yeah, you get these little missions, which are just scripted fights. Like they're not too complicated. But yeah, I mean, that's the first real gameplay of the world. Because up until now, you just, like I said, you just walked from one room to the next <laughs> um so yeah mission time which means we can talk about ping as a party member so yeah. what, what's uh what she got going on <coughs> absolutely nothing <laughs> so i think this is the only party member with like two very distinct move sets which is interesting yes so yeah, Ping's worthless. Like, I don't even know if he can do any damage, because uh, he just kind of falls on his face whenever he tries to use a sword. <laughs> but, you know, it, it makes sense. It's like, that's how it happened in the movie, where Mulan was not really a good soldier at all to begin with. So, you see that through the gameplay, which is always nice to see, especially because that's not really a thing in Kingdom Hearts 2 in terms of the gameplay, like, really shaking things up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I always appreciate that. <sighs> yeah, Ping, unfortunately, does not do very much. I mean, we'll see it when Ping becomes Mulan, but... Um, yeah, Ping only has green abilities. I couldn't even tell you what green abilities are. But mostly supportive abilities for herself. That's, that's really it. There's no... Yep. Equivalent to, like, Goofy Charge or Donald Fire. There's just, I'm Ping, I, f I fall down. So Ping does do damage, but <laughs> Ping will do very mm. unsuccessful moves constantly. So it's up to, I mean, to be fair, welcome to Kingdom Hearts. The, well, welcome to Kingdom Hearts where the party members don't matter and Sora will do all the work. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to be at a huge detriment by having to constantly drag Ping around, but... Be good at game and you'll be fine. Which and this, exactly. this is a pretty straightforward, easy game. So there's a yeah. there's not too much. You know, there's not one part where it's like, oh no, if only we could swap out ping. It's just like, nah, this is <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. So you got three missions here, and they're they're all pretty much the same. Just kill all the heartless. There's one where Ooh. it tries to be like a hide and seek thing, but. It's just killing the Heartless again. <laughs> and, yeah, there's a little morale gauge. Yep. Which is, like, basically a timer? <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I It doesn't really factor into the missions to me, because, like, they're so easy that, like, it's never really a threat of, like, oh, no, my morale gauge is almost empty. Oh. <laughs> oh, and the morale's gone. The troops will just want to commit seppuku right here. Like, I <laughs> I do not understand the reason uh, reasoning behind. You could have just made them scripted fights like we just talked about. Just, like, destroy all the heartless, but you're in this area. Or here's, like, a condition. Like, give me a straightforward yeah. timer instead of this weird morale gauge thing. I... I despise it. So as Sora gets hit, you'll drop. You'll drop very, very struggle esque. So I can, I can see the parallel game design 
Like you beat up oh, enemies, yeah, totally. they don't they don't drop prizes. They'll drop morale orbs, which can boost your gauge. When sword gets hit, he'll drop morale orbs, morale prizes, whatever you prefer to call them. But your morale gauge also naturally depletes slowly over time, so you have to constantly beat up bad guys and avoid getting hit, or else it's game over. And I feel like on normal mode, you're more likely to die than get your morale gauge depleted in most of these missions. So, I should yeah, say... Yeah, it's, it's like the exact same thing as the the gate with Leon, where it's like, yeah, there's this useless meter, but like, yeah, you're just gonna die normally. Like, that's not really the challenge here. Yeah, it's not too much of a threat, to, to be real. I mean, it does add a sense of urgency, but kind of like forced or like almost transparent urgency at that point, so... <sighs> yeah but yeah we can fight 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 and i think at this point um aside from valor which we didn't really get into last episode but i mean valor form's pretty straightforward <laughs> um so i did i did stick to my word and i tried using it as often as i could but <laughs> because i'm playing on critical mode it's very easy to die which means it's very easy to lose your drive gauge if you <sighs> Because, like, the first half of this world is, like, a bunch of scripted sequences, which means the yeah. checkpointing is kind of sporadic. So <laughs> it was just annoying to have to, like, keep building up the drive gauge. Um, so I didn't use it too, too much. I think I popped it off maybe two or three times. I think two during this world. But, um, Valor Form, it's fun. You attack much faster, so you just wail on enemies. You have really flashy... Uh, crowd clearing finishers, which are great, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You do big hits. <laughs> yeah, and it helps that Star Seeker. I mean, we we kind of touched on it last episode, but Star Seeker it's got the same stats as uh, Kingdom Key, so three in strength, one in magic. So it's it's fine. It's fine for our starting Valiform Keyblade and Air Combo Plus is the ability. So it's it it just works. So here we are. And, uh, uh, oh, we, uh, <laughs> we, we said we would mention fire in this episode. Yep. And speaking of yeah. fire, I, uh, a, a national pastime of mine is, especially during the hide and seek mission, to not worry about the heartless and just burn all the tents down. Uh, it's just oh, that primal sure. urge it's, it's inside me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. Fire is defensive this game, which I'll take it. It's, it's distinct. Yeah, no, it's cool. I like it. Cause... Yeah, Fire and Blizzard definitely felt very samey in the first game, where they're just projectiles. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like this approach of, like, kind of like a barrier, but still offensive. But um, very much crowd control, because you want to be surrounded by Heartless to get the most use out of it. Which, if you do do that, uh, I think um, <laughs> the best part of Fire is it boosts your drive gauge like crazy if, like you have multiple heartless if you uh damage multiple heartless in like one cast so yeah. that's very handy mm-hmm. although yep. since you mentioned it yesterday i'm not sure like how much of that was buffed between like remasters i know that for for final mix plus which is what we're playing for kh2 i know between the original release and then this they did buff the the drive game oh, okay recovery nice. because I mean, I think we t- I think we touched on this last episode, and who knows yeah, if got yeah, better. yeah. But yeah, we we talked about being little babies with our drive forms because we're so used to playing a game where it takes seventeen years 
to your drive gauge yep. back to at least three. But yeah, uh, thankfully they they kind of fixed that. So I, yeah, you mentioned going ham in Valor form. I I've been doing the same, um, just to you know, just because we can. <laughs> there's there's yeah. not that many cons right now, so might as well might as well do it while we can. But yeah, I uh, exactly definitely made use of it, and it's it's good. Fun facts, or I guess fun detail, I should say about the drive gauge, which I didn't notice until like very recently, maybe like a playthrough or two ago, is um the level, like mm-hmm. it's just a detail on the HUD. There's like little orbies that fly around like the one. Mm-hmm. They're just like little glowing circles, and they'll like add on. They'll stack like when you level it up. So if, if you're level one, there's like one little glowy flying around. And if it's two, there are two. And if it's three, there are three. And then, you know, so on and so forth. So just a cute little touch. Doesn't yeah. have any impact on gameplay whatsoever. But like, it's just one of the things where it's like, Oh, I never paid attention to that. But like, no, this is like actually like one to one. So that's yeah. fun. <laughs> Welcome to the club. But yeah, Battle for <laughs> fire. Oh, uh, this is just a very small side bit. I did not notice that in Final Mix Plus they changed Kingdom Key's ability. I am so used to it being a defender yeah. in the vanilla game, and now it is damage control, which is just defender but better essentially. So Kingdom yeah, Key. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you, you the difference really. <laughs> I, I looked it up because I, I, I had to. I, I just got to know. Uh, defender yeah. is you will. Ugh! I say that as now I'm. I'm blanking. Defender, when you're in critical mode, so when your HUD is yelling at you and Sora gets uh, uh, kind of depressed, Defender says, hey, you're, yep. you're, when you're in your critical state, your defense will increase. So you probably don't have to worry about getting hurt. Or, you know, you'll be much likely to get your, your block rocked. Whereas damage control, this is the first instance of damage control, is in Final Mix for two and what exactly is it oh you went mm, when you're at critical health like i just mentioned you take half the usual damage so just better essentially okay <laughs> they both have the same condition yeah. it's a we you get a via level up later i guess for example i know defender is like a three ap ability damage control is a level five is an ap5 cost ability so damage control just better so, yay! Yeah. But that's that's about it. So, once you complete the missions, uh, Shang is casually warming up to Ping, but he's still not so sure. But we'll get the AOK to move ahead through the mountain path, which is mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the final morale mission, which yeah. is... Again, because I'm uncritical and I kept dying, so like the first few times I tried actually taking out Heartless, but then I was pretty over it. So then... This mission is just really easy to cheese. Like, you have the Rock Breaker command, which is just break the rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just run forward. And then I think there's just one other pair of rocks to, like, take out, and then you're done. <laughs> yep. So, it can be as easy or as hard as you want it. Yeah, the only pain in the ass is the, the, the last rock wall is blocked by an Assault Rider. I mean, if you that Assault Rider, another one spawns on top of it. So, there is like a... I didn't get the Assault Rider. You did which not? Is weird, How dare you, sir? I, I was expecting him to pop up, but oh yeah, I, maybe I just hugged the wall. Damn. <laughs> 
and like avoid the spawn. Because yeah, I was like, oh wait, isn't there usually like a big those boy? Butt, those here butt cheeks to stop are just clamped to the wall. Apparently, I see. I see how you roll. Okay. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Damn. So yeah, I got through it pretty easy. But yeah, no, if because they're a tough enemy, so it's very much a roadblock and. It has a lot of attacks, which will drain your morale meter if you're not careful. So I yep. guess we should we should talk about it. We should talk about the new Heartless, specifically yeah. uh, Assault Rider, and then um, uh, Nate Walker will appear in this section. So, yeah, what do we think of them? I guess we should start with not Nate Walker, since they're the, the basic... Yeah, they're the good, like, soldiers, but in the Land of Dragons. They're, I mean, they're... They're very aesthetically pleasing. They are essentially the default kind of uh, Eastern ghost caricature of zombie, but also yeah. Do they have the do they have the like uh, paper sign in front of their faces? Am I am I just blanking the hell right? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I so. Get, I think they I'm have just, a very I think distinct I'm face. Just crazy. Um. Oh, they 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 do have like a, a little heart. Uh, they have a piece of paper on their forehead, or I guess the the brim of their hat, hat with the heartless rim. symbol. Yeah, but it's yeah. not it's not a kind yeah. of egregious where we see in like some other medium where like the paper covers mm-hmm. the entire face essentially because you can still see they yeah. have the the heartless eyes and like the kind of like zigzaggy almost like Jack Skellington mouth a little bit. Yeah, so they're good. They um have a lot of attacks, <sighs> and one that like I feel like I never see, but it's. I don't even really know what it is, but it's kind of like just like a flying lunge where they just kind of snipe you really quickly. Not like the spinny one, the like hurricane, because that one's very easy to spot. It's just like they just hone in on you and just attack you and you're like, "Ah!" (laughs) Yeah, there's that rush move that you... I, I, despite having only seen a few times, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, it's... It's one that doesn't come up very often. But yeah, they're... They're floaty, so that's kind of their one caveat of that... Uh, I don't... Yeah, because, um... Yeah. Like, fire doesn't work well in the air, and mm-hmm. I think they're immune to Blizzard, right? Because that's kind of their element. So it's, um, kind of annoying to use magic on them, because, yeah, usually they're in the air, and then if you use fire in the air, you're pretty stationary. Um, I guess that goes for any magic, now that I think about it. Yeah, but, uh, but yes, they are, they are immune to Blizzard, can confirm. Yep. So yeah, just kind of wait for them to approach you, or at least get closer to the ground, and then just kind of wail on them, or just take them on the air, but just try to get a few hits off so that you can then finish them off with an aerial combo instead of just knocking them far away, because that's always annoying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they good. And then Assault Rider is the big boy, which <laughs> probably account for the majority of my deaths in this run so far. Yep, there is. I I did I did proud mode. I, th- I think at some point on original two point five for PS three or PS two, and I, yeah, I think the section after this next section, I remember dying mercilessly. So yeah, I did go through this and be like, I wonder how I wonder how Kevin's gonna how how's he gonna handle this? Be okay. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, you only ever have to deal with one for most of it. So except for the, the section coming up um, in terms of, like, uh, critical path. But, um, yeah, just be patient and don't don't get too crazy, kid, because, yeah, they will hit you hard. So they got their spinny, spinny pull move, which just takes a lot of damage, or does a lot of damage. And then they have 
what I think is their worst move is just like the forward. I'm trying to think, not the forward strike because that one you can actually block. It's like when they like hit the pole into the ground because that one. I don't even know if you can block, or if you can, it's like very, very specific timing and positioning. Is just the one that creates the explosion? Yeah, 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 okay. exactly. Yeah, that one's annoying. <laughs> and then they have their little charging move, which isn't, really isn't too bad, honestly. If anything, that's actually, I consider them vulnerable during that, because they move so slowly. Yeah, just don't get, it's... I feel like Assault Rider is one of those monsters where you just don't want to get hit, because if you get hit, you're going to get hit! So, be very yeah, careful. for sure. I also do realize that we don't have Khan, we don't have the horse in the, in this current playthrough, or in this current playthrough at all. And so, as I stare at the, as I stare at the giant centaur man, I'm like, oh, maybe this is where they uh, threw all their horse design. Lack or lack of horse thereafter. <laughs> There's a horse quote to be met. And so they went with half horsemen, but they're also monsters, yeah. so it all evens out. Uh, and also, fun trivia piece, I remember this from years and years ago, and I just looked it up to make sure I wasn't a baffling fool. They were originally designed for KH1, but they got cut because they Ooh, didn't really I think I read anywhere. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So yeah, no, they're a good design. I like them. Probably the most interesting Heartless to fight in this world. Yeah, I, I vouch for that. Keep your distance and try to bait them into jumping toward you because they are completely vulnerable in the air, and that's usually how I take them out. So, they can't do nothing. Uh, also, Blizzard works pretty well on them. Yep. 100%. I mean, you're not using, you're not using Blizzard on the Nightwalkers, so... Just saying. Yeah. So, yeah, we make our way through the mountain path and end up in Ooh. the snowy village of... Uh, population Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we got some downtime, and then Mushu hatches a little scheme of like, oh, I just saw Shion Yu go into that cave, which is like, okay, if he's just waltzing around a cave, like, I get where you're going from, Mushu, but we really should just send in the entire troop to capture him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair, I, having watched Mulan now, and like the whole like, I'm not gonna bring Mulan back, I'm gonna make... Mulan, a goddamn war hero. It, it fits True. with that narrative. It just needed a remembrance of like, oh yeah, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. So yeah, he ends up talking them into going along with it. Uh, so make our way into the cave. And oh no, who would have ever guessed? It was a trap the entire time. Sora Ping! <laughs> And yeah, we get like a quick little glimpse of Shan Yu, Shan Yu, Shane, Shane Yu. Uh, he was evil smirk. And yeah, he clearly laid the trap, but also he is able to control Heartless, mm-hmm. which is weird to me <laughs> because like, how would he know what Heartless are? Never mind, how would he know how to control them? Because. I mean, I feel like the way this game sets it up is Pete goes around and teaches the villains how to use Heartless, but we don't see Pete in this world. So the question mm-hmm. is, how did Sean Yu pick up this power? He evil, therefore Heartless like him. Evil, 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 evil. <laughs> yeah, I guess of all the villains so far, like, since he is like a commander of an army and he's very evil, like... I guess he would make the most sense in terms of someone like 
that it would just kind of come naturally to, but... But yeah, definitely going into the movie and seeing, you know, he's like, I need Naomi. And, I mean, we, we talked about he's he is evil for the sake of evil. There is nothing beneath the surface, or above the surface for this matter, but... If anyone were... Yep. If the Heartless were to be attracted to any villain, he, he would be the one? Yeah. So, speaking of Heartless, ambush! Ah! And it's just you and Ping against the world. Which means it's just you. Yeah. So, I like this fight because it's just a bunch of Heartless, or Shadows, and it's Mm. fun to just burn them all to a crisp. (laughs) Uh, So that's satisfying. But then, yes, we do beat our match with not one, but two Assault Riders. Two? (laughs) Two. Mm You gotta be careful. Well, it is mostly Shadows, thank goodness, so it's not like... And this, this is where I died several times on my pr- proud mode run years and years and years, probably literally over a decade at this point, goddammit, uh, ago. But yeah, this is this one can be a little toughy, but thankfully it's mostly just shadows, so pretty straightforward. Yeah, so when it does come to the Assault Riders, um, I try to keep my magic high, or at least get to a point where the charge is about done by the time they show up and then i just go all out on them and just spam blizzard and like i said last episode line it up so that it hits both of them in one cast which is very handy okay so yeah just keep your distance and then take them out and then yay we win uh but it's a it's a bittersweet victory at at what cost mushu at what cost Uh, at the cost of an entire village burning down <laughs> yeah, like how long did this fight take and now the entire village is just smoldering ash? <laughs> <laughs> I was gone for five minutes, guys. How this happened? Yeah. And then well, first of all, I just feel like the whole gang's response is very underwhelming. They're like, oh, oh no, your village, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're like, oh, this is all our fault. And I'm not so sure about that. Like if if the sake of an entire village depends on, I mean, what, two soldiers being gone? Like, that just seems like you have very poorly trained troops. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all their fault, but and I, I, I should say, thinking back to the movie, part of this... It's one of the few plot holes in the movie I actually realized, like, Chifu, uh, who's like the count- counselor to the king, is like, I'm not going to send your troops into battle, Captain Chang. They're idiots. Because I'm, I'm just yeah. an asshole. And then Mushu and Cricky forge a letter saying, hey, also I forgot that uh, the general is uh, Shank's father. Fun fact. So yeah, they they, yep. they head north. He's like, my father was supposed to be here. And, <clears throat> spoiler up the village is burnt. And the entire rest of the army is dead. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But there's there's not there. I mean, there is, I guess, the, not even the, Shank doesn't really have guilt. He just, he's, he's sad because his daddy just died. And so they do kind of try to push that on us here of like, you guys weren't here. The village was burnt down. And now that I'm yeah. speaking about it, I, I think I would have much more appreciated a, oh, damn, the village is burnt down. And then Mushu is like, I'm going to perk everybody up. I saw Sean Yu in the cave. He's still in the area. Let's kill him where he stands. Yeah, because like the way the movie works, which is like a really funny... And maybe, may or may not be intentionally so, a comedy beat where they're just finishing the last notes of a girl worth fighting for, and then they just immediately see this burnt village. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, it's the good stuff. But yeah, they they just stumble upon the village and it's already burnt as opposed to finding it intact. So yeah, like that would have made more sense in line with the movie in terms of just seeing this and then, yeah, like you said, like, oh, wait, there's Sean Yu. Let's get him. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It's fine. So yeah. we decide to soldier on toward the top of the mountain and some things happen, blah, blah, blah. You ride a tornado. It's fine. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I don't even remember how the scene happens exactly, but like they just get to the mountaintop and then Sean Yu is like, later losers. And then he sends a million heartless at you and it's like, oh no. And yeah. Yep. He, I guess... It, it doesn't mimic this scene. The next, the follow, the follow up to this fight will mimic a, a scene directly out of the movie, which I did enjoy actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he just totally. summons a bunch of uh, heartless we've never seen before. They descend the mountain to pick apart our bones and our corpses. Uh, luckily, yeah. it's just a Sora only timed fight and like a minute, so there is no margin for success besides survive. So, although it, it does keep yeah. track of the amount of heartless you kill. Yeah, this comes up a few times, and it's weird. Yeah, like, why are you tracking the amount of Heartless I get? Like, what is this accomplishing? <laughs> yeah, because there's no, like, there's no beat 50 Heartless and beat the minigame. There's just... Right. It's just yeah, a tracker. Like, get a reward. Like, hey, hey, here's his number. Hey. Yeah, number. cool, I guess. I think yeah. it's weird because the instructions say defeat all of the Heartless, which is oh, like, well, yep. that's clearly not going to happen but then there's a timer so like you would think oh god do i have to beat them all in 60 seconds like this is impossible but no you just have to survive for 60 seconds so it's just a weird beat of like why do i have to do this this is dumb <laughs> but um exactly yeah, we get two new heartless the rapid thruster and the bolt tower and rapid thrusters, rapid thrusters are annoying i love them eh, i mean i guess they're cute but it's just like they only you're only ever fighting them when they're like a swarm like this, which means it's just very grindy and tedious and it takes a long time and you're just doing the same True. thing over and over and over. <laughs> or there's just like three or four of them. And in that case, they're like really tiny targets and they're just kind of annoying to take out. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No. But their design's cute. I do like that. And their reaction command is fun. The Yes. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, speed trap is the, I know the speed trap is yes. the first one. I, the I first the one follow- at least, yeah. I forget what the follow up is, TBH. But it's literally just a Sora stops and hammer times in the air and then does a a big spin move with Keyblade. So yeah, it's, it's satisfying. But yeah, I I just noticed this playthrough that I thought that the so the rapid thruster is this yellow helmet with like little tiny leggies. I thought the the helmet was just their face. I didn't realize there's, you know, our stereotypical mini heartless head in the middle or like inside the helmet with like, you know, yeah. the yellow eyes and the creepy smile. I thought that, that I thought the helmet was just their face. But no, I I have been deceived the entire time. Yeah, it's like a little beaky. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're pretty easy. They're literally a, like a combo, less than a combo and they're done. So you shouldn't have too much problems besides tracking them down. Yeah. And then we get the bolt tower, which probably, uh, maybe not my least favorite, but one of my least favorite artists to fight in this game, just because they're boring. (laughs) Definitely one of the most tedious, to be honest. Yeah, they just have a really tiny hitbox that is usually facing away from you, so you have to just 
I don't know. You just have to like chase after them basically to actually attack the head. And then their attacks are annoying because, I mean, they really just have the one where they slam down on you. And then I guess they have the laser beam move or whatever. But then that's just a really easy reaction command where you just mash it. So, yeah, they're just not really engaging. So, thankfully, I feel like they only ever appear in scripted fights. I could be wrong, but. They show up Those here, are the only ones that come to mind. They show up in the Imperial City Courtyard. Yeah. Yep, I, that one's scripted. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they do only appear a very, very few times. Perhaps during some future Mulan encounters, but again, those are future Land of Dragon. I want to say they're all scripted as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Keep, keep the damn Bolt Towers away from me. But yeah, they're... Yeah. The fact they have a giant body, but the head's the only part you can hit... It's just kind of unsatisfying to back you up. And they're one... I guess the I got hit by the ground pound more times than I would like to admit. AKA way too many times. And the lightning... L- 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 their lightning attack is literally the reaction command of like, Hi, I'm Sora. Ow, 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 ow. But what if I turned all the owls onto the enemy? And you just fire their yeah. lightning back at them. So uh, more annoying than needed is how they come off in my opinion yeah so we win the fight and then basically as you just allude to they just redo the scene of Mulan shooting the rocket into the mountain you're going the wrong way yeah I I don't know why they have him say that instead of whatever he says in the movie it's different how'd you miss it he was three feet in front of you yeah like why why didn't they just have him say that but eh whatever um, so yeah, avalanche happens, ah, and then the rest of the troops just show up like we're having a picnic or something. They're like, what's going on here? Oh no, my bones! <laughs> <laughs> Mulan saves Shang just by running, who would have thought? <laughs> and then, yeah, Sh- uh, Shan Yu is presumably carried off to his death, uh, and then the gang recovers. <sighs> Thanks, Ping. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. After that, they then redo the Mulan Secret Exposed bit. Except it's really sloppy because it's just Moshu just blabbing his mouth and calling her a girl. Yeah! Just I outright. For- <laughs> and it's like, what? This whole thing was your... Yep. I literally have our iron notes. It's like, Ping has a bright idea, a.k.a. to run. And then Moshu's second one, a.k.a. to get Mulan exposed. And also forgot in the movie... That she is bleeding, and I shouldn't say bleeding out, but she is injured and bleeding, and they're like, so we get a yeah. medic, and they see that she's wearing wraps. But, yeah, here it's just Mulan's, uh, not Mulan, Mushu is just like, no, I'm so tired. Mulan, girl, I want to go home. I'm just, I'm not into this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> My life's a lie. <laughs> My name's not even Mushu. And, but it happens to be right in front of Captain Shang. Yeah. So yeah, they do the whole like ah, you're you can't be in our club. Let's move out, man. And then we see a couple of generic soldiers who are just kind of moping about. No, I hate Mondays. We won the war, guys. I'm not. I'm not sure if I can handle this. Yeah. So yeah, that just leaves Sora, Dawn, and Goofy, and Mulan and Mushu. And then Mulan has a little outfit change and. Yeah, we actually get to see her like as Mulan, which is very cute. Uh, I like her line where she's like, 
Sorry I got you in trouble. <laughs> Sora's like, nah, you just got us kicked out of the army. It's fine, girl. We got you. <laughs> yeah, you almost had us killed for treason. But nah, don't, don't exactly. sweat it. Exactly. Sora's like, we almost died back there, but I got no skin in the game. You're all wonderful friends. So yeah, Mulan has achieved self-actualization. And with that comes a bunch of new abilities, most notably a brand new limit, which, yeah, would be the first in the game. So, yeah, one of the major mechanics of this game is limits, which are basically just team attacks uh, between your party members, which are just like preset animations. They're super flashy, super powerful, super fun, question mark? <laughs> that will be that's one thing i am looking into as we progress i was like which which limits are very good or just overall what limits are actually good in this game and also what just feel good like how how powerful do you feel using this limit as opposed to yeah what probably sucks big booty butt cheeks yeah so mulan's is red rocket which Basically, she just kind of inflames herself, or circles herself with, like, Mushu's flames, and then you mm. just go on a little rocket ride, and it's fun. So, my problem with limits is they're just way too short, and also I never know what to do to, like, get the most out of them. So, you always have your triangle move, and then your X move, and usually yep. they do something different. Uh, so, flame tongue is X, heat lance is triangle... And they, like, do different things, so I couldn't tell you which one's which, but one of them just does, like, a little fireball projectile, and then another's kind of like a homing attack where you swoop into the enemy and then kind of, like, circle around them in flames, which is pretty that fun. Is def- that is definitely Heat Lance. Heat Lance, like, is a, okay. is, like, a goose... A go- blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna retake that. Uh, triangle is definitely Heat Lance. You, like, zoom... You, like, literally home it on the enemy from a distance. From a distance. Oh... And demolish their butts. I couldn't tell you what Flame Tongue does, but welcome to Limits, where we spam Triangle and then Square and then Triangle and then not Triangle and Square, Triangle and X. But yeah, yeah, and it's weird because you, yeah, you like have to alternate between them because you can't just spam the one attack usually. So I don't know. For this, for this one, I think (laughs) for some of them, anyways, I think this one you're free to just kind of yeah. In spoiler alert for for Beast's one, I just spam triangle. Yeah, tell you that much because I recently finished Beast's castle. Okay, but yeah, you do that and then you finish off. uh, Mushu, I'm on fire for China. Good stuff. Yeah. So if we use uh, once we you score enough hits, I believe, or I want. After using a number of moves that actually hit an opponent, you'll get the finisher proper, which is Red Meteor for us. And Mushu just creates a burning cavalcade around us as we smile, our enemies singed, the burning flesh on my nose. It feels Yeah, so, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's definitely a cool way to use the party members, but, like, Mm -hmm. I find that, like... I feel like all the limits are the same. <laughs> like, there's only one I can think of where I, like, actively use it, because I'm like, this is pretty fun. But even then, it's, like, questionable. Yeah. And also, they take away your entire MP gauge, so it's like, yeah. eh, this isn't that really is worth it. is our caveat is, hey, these things are really cool. Oh, damn, they... I just can't use magic after this. So, to yeah. be fair, to be fair, because uh, 
speaking of boss fights, there's a boss fight coming up soon. I I used my limit, and I guess for future reference for those who are just listening, but also some who are playing along, when you go into dry form, your NP goes back to being full. So I remember doing Yep, MP limit. and HP are yeah. topped off. Limit, go into Valor, uh, smack some mass, chew some bubblegum. At the end of Valor, I went back into the limit because... Uh, yep. Because I'm a mean, lean, 15-year-old killing machine. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, with her reno, her renewed faith. Oh, yeah, we should mention Sean is totally alive, by the way. And we what? saw him. And... <laughs> yeah, so that's why we are now heading to the palace to tip off uh, Shang and the guys. So, yeah, just make your way back down the mountain path and then through the little valley. And then now the gate to the palace is open. Yeah, little cutscene says, like, hey, kid. Hey, kid, do you want to go here? Um, I guess also worth mentioning... Mulan does not suck ass anymore because she's now Mulan instead of Ping. So she has some, yeah. just some like I forget what the blue abilities are called, but she has some active abilities like things similar to Heat Lance, and I think something that is basically our traditional homing fire attack. So uh, Mulan actually yeah. does damage now. Not that it, again, not a significant impact on the gameplay, but good, good to know that she's here. She's under the power of self-respect. Yeah. Yeah. So we get there. And Shang still isn't really believing her. And then we get a flash of the mopey soldiers succumbing to the darkness and they become heartless. And now Shang's all fussed. Like, oh, okay, now that you need someone to exterminate some heartless, now you're willing to listen. I see. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's always cool to see people actually turn heartless. But like, I feel like... There should have been just a little bit more build-up. Because you can actually talk to these soldiers in the camp, but they just do, mm-hmm. like, generic NPC dialogue of, like, here's how to do this, here's where you should yeah. go next, blah, blah, blah. The, they are here. They might be in the Burnt, they might be in the burnt Village, and they are still in the Bandit yeah. Grove, where we, where we dropped into the world at first. So, they're here, but they're, I mean, they're, to be fair, they're NPCs. But, yeah, they, uh... They get really tired, and apparently when they go to sleep, they become heartless. Who would have thunk? Yeah. So that's our cue for another heartless fight, which is another scripted fight, and more bolt towers, and it's over really quickly, so it's pretty boring. Yeah, there's not much to it. So, speaking of not much to it, uh, we finally get Shan Yu's debut line. You'll bow to me now. And also the Emperor is just randomly there. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. He decided to come out to the front of the palace because that is where he belongs. And also where the story takes him to in the film. So understandable, but still kind of like, oh, damn, here's the Emperor of China. Hello. We haven't seen you at all until just now. Hey. Yep. Shang jumps in action hero style and gives Shen Yu a little elbow elbow action and carries the elderly man back to the palace and then I don't know someone uses some sort of gate spell to like reinforce the giant door I don't really know what's going on there but uh cue fight it ends here the boss fight music plays which to be fair it, it it cuts in at the end of the cutscene, it's probably playing right now as we say that, and just the little, like, Shang looking back at you, I don't know, I really enjoy this, the setup for the fight at least, it's very like 
and the stakes now finally exist. So. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what to think about this fight, because it's usually over before I, like, really grasp what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a little different this time, because I was on critical, um, so I did have to pay more attention. But, like, yeah, I mean, he summons some Heartless, so they're annoying. Uh, he's got his little birdie birdie, which is also annoying, which... That reminds me of one of the NPC dialogues, is they warn you of the Falcon, which I've heard it can carry a man away. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Maybe a very tiny man. Maybe Donald. Like, is that a thing that happens in the fight, where the Falcon can pick you no, up? No! Uh, fun fact, the Falcon's name is Hayabusa, just for all you Mulan heads out there. And Hayabusa does... Jack diddly damn squat. He is just annoying and he flies at you and does a, a bit of damage. Uh, I think he pops yeah. you in the air if he hits you. So arrow recovery and you'll be fine. But he's more annoying than anything. I specifically wrote down in our notes what the fuck is the bird you can do. I hunted down the bird. Yeah. And I literally said I don't think Hayabusa does anything and he gets revived. And I can confirm that you beat up the bird and Shawnee's like ten, five, ten seconds later. He's like, hey, Hey, I want my bird back, dude. And so, don't even worry about the damn bird. Just, just yeah, everything exactly. else is important. <laughs> can't, yeah. I can't even. Yeah, so Shanyu himself... I don't know exactly what triggers it, but yeah, you have the, like, blade clash reaction command where mash triangle to fend him off and then you attack him. Um, if you, if you, if you clash, so if you're attacking, he's attacking, you'll, it'll lead to the press reaction. And also if you guard, because we have guard. Very early on in the game for KH2. If you guard any of his yeah. attacks, it also goes into press. Which, yeah, it's, there's like this uh, epic tug-of-war cinematic when really you just have to literally master... It's not even like hit triangle at certain intervals to beat him out in the struggle. It's just mash yeah. triangle and then you'll get like this takedown reaction and you'll knock him on his, bo- on, on his booty. Exactly. And then, aside from that, the only other attack that really stands out to me is when he does his like launcher because like that usually gets me so he like kind of stuns you on the ground and then he does a launch and then you go up with him and then ah. oh yeah because you literally hit the you literally hit the, you hit the ceiling box of the arena yeah every time he hits you with it because i got hit with it like twice i'm like hey i can see my house from here Whoa! yeah but other than that he's pretty easy to be honest even on critical mode so yeah there's not I don't think there's a strategy to Sean Yu besides don't die. I mean, I mean to be fair, as we mentioned earlier with the assault writer, I feel like sometimes he is the epitome of yeah, don't get hit because you'll get <laughs> hit. But other than that, uh, no, there is nothing that's super. Again, his launcher, his like his desperation, evil dark energy mode attack is probably the only thing to look out for. The rest just probably mash to win. You have valor for yeah. And Bellaform is two keyblades. Two keyblades to swing well very wildly and block a lot of attacks. So probably just pop Valorform and then like have fun. Because that's a thing you're allowed to do in this game. So go ahead. There's your expert opinion. Yeah. So we beat him and oh. we get a sword to commemorate the victory. And then we present it to the Emperor, who it turns out is actually a pretty chill guy. <laughs> I guess to be fair, yeah. 
we I mean we we get hinted at it through the movie, but here this is this is the only interaction we have with the Emperor. It's very much I mean it is just a recreation of the end of the film of like Fa Mulan, you disgraced your family, you pretended to be a man, you probably stabbed some dudes, they may have an opportunity to be stabbed, you committed Grand Theft Auto, but still, you're now the bravest woman in all of China. Yeah, you cool girl. Yeah. So that is pretty much that she gets she gets the victory she gets the boy and then everyone's cheering and oh we're so happy for you yay and then yeah. she gets a a cavalcade of png static uh what vaguely resembles a human body <laughs> uh bowing before her but hey at least it's something it's not just an invisible crowd cheering <laughs> Woo! exactly yeah um, I mean, to be fair, the Emperor, I mean, for the, for the small streams gun, the Emperor gets in both mediums, he is playful, because uh, he, I wouldn't say humiliate, but he definitely rips the rug on a roof from Shang, being like, you gonna put a move on that? I think in the, in the movie, he has, even, I, I do love the, his line here, where he says, if you intend to win the heart of Fa Mulan, China's bravest woman, You'll have to do a lot better than that. In the film, I think he has an even better line, to be honest, of like, there's, you don't meet a girl like that every dynasty. And I'm like, damn, Emperor. Yeah. Emperor is spitting wisdom. Yeah, totally. So, that is that. We get the shiny, shiny sword thing. Uh, and after the gang is playfully chasing after Mushu, Sora realizes, oh yeah, this is like a thing I do. And then he exactly. awkwardly picks up his keyblade from below the frame. Yes, this, this, so this is, this is a recent thing that I've noticed, but. Oh, I've always noticed it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of awkwardly has Sora's hand, like, half, like, at the bottom frame, half in frame, and all of a sudden it just kind of dips a little below, and then he, he pulls up and he's like, hey guys, I got a keyblade. As opposed to literally every other time where we probably just cut to the keyhole animation, I'm still calling keyholes, y'all get over it. Um, or he'll summon it. Like, there's a distinct action or a lack of an action. This is the only time he's like, oop, I guess I gotta use the Keyblade. And I'm like, dude! Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Because that's the only time he does that. Because, like you said, every other time he'll just summon it. But, yeah. Do the flashy flashy, unlock the keyhole or whatever, blah blah blah, thing and thing and stuff. And everyone lived happily ever after. Yay! Is it okay if we come back to visit? Ah, uh, no, actually. You committed a litany of war crimes. Please don't ever visit our country again. <laughs> Mushu's the best. He sure is. And then, for our troubles, we are awarded the Hidden Dragon Keyblade. Woo! Keyblade time. Yeah, so, I mean, first and foremost, I only like this Keyblade because it lets me use Starseeker. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, yeah, so Hidden Dragon is a little weird. It is, I mean, it's more magic focused for the next two seconds, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not as strong as Kingdom Key and Starseeker. Its strength is two, but the magic goes from one to two, and the ability is MP Rage, which is when you are, so MP Rage is when you're critical, you're, hey, I hit things or get hit, and my magic decides to recover quicker, uh, is stronger. But yeah, it's uh, it, in all in all, it is a magic-based keyblade. But uh, 
Unfortunately, I think it doesn't get a whole lot of use whatsoever. Yeah, it's weird. Like, so like the ability is MP Rage, but I don't know. I feel like MP Rage does not really have an impact. Probably because MP Charge is a thing. Like, I never really noticed. Um, it's never made a difference for me. Whereas in KH One, like it very much did. So yeah, the ability is just yeah. eh, and it's yeah, it's weird that it's like magic focused. So yeah, it's not great. Uh, utility-wise, and then design-wise, like, eh, it's fine? It took me forever to realize that the whole idea was the blade was, like, the fire coming out of a dragon's mouth. <laughs> yup! I don't think that caught on for a very long time, personally. Also, because the draw one, hey, there's a dragon head that forms yep. the blade because it's spewing fire, but the dragon head is constantly upside down yes yes that drives me crazy because yeah when it when you first appear yeah it's like upside down and i get like they wanted the like the head of the flame quote-unquote to be the teeth of the blade and maybe that would have looked awkward if the head was the other way but i feel like eh, maybe you should have just made that call because <laughs> yeah it just looks weird it drives me nuts <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand why. And the the hey, the handle guard, I mean, it is the keyblade has two colors. Uh red, red, more red, orange and, and white. Red red. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the, the keychain is like the little um actually what is it? It's like the little metal that Mushu uses. Um one second. In Dragon For like his little gone. Yeah, it's a little uh it's the Emperor's Crest, I think, actually. But it is, like, a little... Okay. Um, Never mind. The, the keychain's so good as the Venerable Lawn received for saving the Emperor. But yeah, it happens uh, to be a dragon medallion. Yeah. Gotcha. There we go. Okay. Yeah, that's one. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of there. Um, but the thing I do like the most about it, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, when we were talking about, like, the visual style of Mulan the movie, is the hit effects of this keyblade are great. Because they're the smoke effects. So it looks really awesome when you're just hitting everything and there's this flurry of smoke around you and it's like, ah, oh, it's so good. It's literally, so, it's literally the best kudos part of it. To that. So yeah, give me a keyblade that does that. Yeah. So yeah, that wraps it for Land of Dragons. For yeah. Now. <laughs> mm. Pretty decent for a first world, I would say. Um, it pretty much teaches you. All the new exciting stuff between the party members and limits. Um, so, yeah, things are only going to expand from here. Mm -hmm. So, next up, we will be tackling a beast's castle. be taking a little trip to the French countryside. Perhaps we'll have a, a baguette or two. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, yes, we will also be watching Beauty and the Beast. Now that we have a proper... Uh, beast world and they're not just characters crashing another world so stay mm -hmm. tuned for another disney corner uh but yeah that is next week and in the meantime you can do all the things that we talk you that we tell you to at the end of every episode which are to rate and review on itunes or your podcast platform of choice you can Send us an email at khbhpodcast at gmail.com, which, of course, you can find in the episode description. Uh, you can subscribe if you haven't already, and you can share with a friend. 
spread the good word. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> so we will see you next time. Yeah, the gummy ship and away. <laughs> Bye, Bye, China. Bye.